0: Hi, it's Randy with the Olympic Hotline. We've been busy with Mardi Grasso. We haven't been on the air this week. And um, we're also doing radio shows. We have one coming up at 7 a.m. in New York City on Monday. It will um, go to another 51 stations, I guess. We had another one a couple weeks ago. Jan- well, actually, about January the 1st, I think, they went out to 113 radio stations across the country. It's all about both books. It's about holistic health. It's about alternative medicine. It's about health care in America and what we're looking at in the future. We're going into spring. Um, we've been really busy with Mardi Gras. My mother got to see her first Mardi Gras parade again as all people who have never seen one, didn't really want to go. And then once she got there, got very excited, fought for beads like everyone else did, came home with bunches and bunches and bags full, and now wants to share them with all her friends um, across the country. So she's going to be sending beads in the mail. But we're almost done with Mardi Gras. Fat Tuesday is um, Super Tuesday. is Fat Tuesday. That's the end of Mardi Gras, the beginning of Uh, the 40-day period of fasting, et cetera, that people do. And um, uh, that's when we come into spring. So what is today? Today is Groundhog's Day. And people see that as kind of a funny thing. Ever since the movie, especially with Bill Murray, um, they don't really know what Groundhog's Day is all about. But the Delaware Indians, of of which I have blood, um, I, I am part of, um, settled in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, um, halfway between Allegheny and the Susquehanna River, it's in about 90 miles northeast of Pittsburgh, okay, in Pennsylvania. And the Delaware Indians considered considered groundhogs to be honorable ancestors. Groundhogs are really woodchucks, but they're groundhogs. Um, uh, and, and like all Native American traditions, the animals bring us special energy. The name Puxitani just meant the town of sandflies, and um, the woodchuck, or woodjack is how you say it in Indian language, is um, considered the ancestral grandfather. Okay, so what we do when we're looking at Groundhog's Day is we're checking to see whether or not that animal spirit knows what's going on with the earth's weather. And the reason that's important is because if he sees his shadow like he did today, we have six more weeks of winter. If he hadn't seen his shadow, then maybe winter's going to let up on everybody and spring is going to be early. Um, And they all started because groundhogs eat things like dandelion roots, which come up in the spring. And if they're not going to come up for the next six weeks, the groundhog goes back in his little nest and den and sleeps for another six weeks or so. That's the legend. And the reason that that is important is because we're coming through um, the period of darkness. That's winter. It's hard. Uh, people up northeast they know it. The people in the Midwest have been suffering from it. Um, even y'all in in uh, California have seen snow this year that you that you hadn't seen before, and the rains that have come down like crazy. If we're having kind of a rough winter across the country. China's having a terrible winter. People stranded like crazy, waiting and trying to get home for chinese new year which also is you know next week um all of this time is halfway between the winter solstice which is december 21st and the spring solstice which is my birthday which is on march 20th and halfway between that terrible time of the year when we're all struggling in the northern hemisphere to survive we look for the light at the end of the tunnel and um the groundhog kind of gives us that light what it means holistically is that we, we use animal energy. We use animal spirits in our lives all the time. You who have dogs and have cats, you understand that the dog is um, the, the giver of unconditional love, the symbol of total devotion. The cat is the sly one. Um, the cat teaches us to be wary of some things but also um, ever vigilant um to be discerning about who we allow in our circle around us so we have the animals around us that we are used to horses of course give us the power the power to soar forward um help with our self-esteem they have um, intense spirits intense uh souls that you can look into a horse's eyes and you just know that there's there's a deeper soul in there than you are aware of and even in yourself so the animals give us this this energy and they are connected to the earth. Now, the woodchuck, the woodchuck eats root vegetables and things like dandelion roots. Dandelions come up in the spring in the northeast um, after the snow melts and the, the grass is all green up there. It's never greened out here in the south. I think it stays green for maybe a month until it burns away and then it dies in the winter. But um, up north it's great because you can shovel the snow off the lawn and still see the lawn underneath the snow. That's a, that's a wonderful thing to see the green and the white. But um dandelions come up. And dandelions are known, along with burdock roots, to be some of the best blood cleansers um that we have, that were given to us by the Creator, by God. And we need blood cleansing. We need to cleanse all of the debris out of our blood after a long winter of being inside. Now, in, in these days, being inside of a house with forced heat bundling up with lots of clothes and socks and boots and coats and and hats and um, protecting ourselves from the elements of earth and, uh, and eating foods and in, in even worse nowadays than before, but eating foods that didn't always complement each other or add to our nutritional balance during the winter, which is why we're supposed to slow down during the winter like the bear does and go to the cave, um, go inside for a while, understand ourselves inside, not just go inside the house and watch TV or play games or video games, um, but go inside ourselves and, and see how we are getting through this thing we call life on earth and are we doing all the things that we need to, to do are we taking the risks that we need to take are we becoming all we're capable of becoming and that's the time to do it is now you've got those long winter mornings those cold um saturdays when you really don't want to get out of bed those times in front of the fireplace super bowl sunday is tomorrow of well, you probably be hearing this after that happens but A lot of people gather in front of the television to watch that, and they eat a lot of food. Um, And that's all fun. It's good stuff. But this is also the time to go into the cave. It's it's to be like the bear. Hibernate for a while. Think about yourself. Think about what you're doing for your earth, for your family, for your nation. for your country, all those things that we were brought here to do in the first place. And that's what the woodchuck teaches us when he goes back in and he sees that there's six more weeks of winter. He's got six more weeks to think about it. So we all have six more weeks to think about it before spring comes. And then when spring arrives, or as it's becoming, or arriving, that's when we start thinking about the rebirth. How, do we, how are we going to rebirth ourselves into what we want to become? This is really the new year. We change new years to the first of January because because of the, the uh, Gregorian calendar. Um, but the new year is really the first day of spring. That's the rebirth. That's the time when all things come together and you recognize your existence and your your reason for being on earth. And you're supposed to be serious about it at the same time that you're playful about it and dance around with the spring fairies or whatever people do <laughs> in the spring. Um, but you're supposed to be serious enough about it to take it, take it seriously and say, Who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose for being on earth? Is it to play video games every day? Is it to take drugs? Is it to dress up every day and pretend that I'm somebody I'm not? Is it to wear a lot of makeup? Is it to dress in suits with an ego larger than my belt line? Is it um, to to drive the fanciest car to live in the biggest house? Is it to have the most money in the bank? Is it to spend the most money at the casinos? Is it... um, uh, to only have designer clothing, the best jewelry? Is it to show off because we don't know how to look ourselves in the, in the eye and say you are important enough as you are? Um, what is our true reason for being here? Is it to be identified by the job that we do? It's the first thing we ask people, what do you do? Not even what do you do for a living anymore but what do you do and the first thing we answer is exactly what our job description is whether we've chosen that job ourselves or some other person above us um, and I use that word loosely um, tells us what our jobs are that's who we become and that becomes our identity for our entire lives until we become a new identity that's called retired which makes no sense to me whatsoever how can you be retired Um, I think after working all your life and becoming 65, 67, 70 years old that you're just very tired. And we actually have it all backwards, that we should be playing all our lives until we get bored. Um, And when we get bored, we go do the work that we're supposed to do and not worry about who's got the best car and the biggest house and the fanciest clothes. But this is the time to think about all that. Is that what's really the most important to you? Is that what you want to hand down to your children as being their importance for being on earth? Um, you know, they follow everything we do. They copy everything we do, whether they tell us that they agree with us or not. If we think that having the shiniest, newest car on the block is the most important thing, that child will also do that. As they grow up, they become the person that we thought they should become instead of who they really were and we help them do that <clears throat> through pushing and and not pushing or not being there or being there too much or whatever we do and uh, and then they start living that life the same way and it just continues on as a spiral and the next thing you know we have a whole bunch of people who spend all of their days all of their waking hours worrying about what somebody else thinks Um, about how they look, about where they live, about what they drive, what job they do, how much they make. Uh, And that I don't think that's what was intended for us. I don't believe that's what was intended for us. It's it's, um, not something that we could fix overnight. It's not something that, of course, our our soon-to-be newly elected officials are going to even worry about. But um, it's something I think about a lot. What my purpose is here on earth, and, and and am I doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing? You know, we don't have just one purpose, we don't have just one soul mate, we don't have just one angel, we don't have just one reason or one path. We have a lot of paths. We have we have a maze of paths as human beings that we are were intended to follow and are intended to follow, and um, and we get lost. You know, we jump off the path and decide to go do something else and it might be something that we hate doing, but we think we're supposed to do it. So we continue doing it. And then we then we wake up um one morning on our last morning here, um whether that's the age of ten or twenty or sixty or ninety or hundred and sixteen or whatever it is, and we don't realize for sure that it's our last morning, but we have a feeling that it is. And and we think about all the things we didn't do. Um, new movie out called Um bucket list and I think that's where a lot of baby boomers are now going to they're thinking what do I want to do before I die what are all the things I haven't done that I really intended to do before I die now of course in that movie a lot of the things are um, oh, you know classical things like skydiving and um, doing crazy things that, that are risky that you just never had the time or the the courage to do because you're afraid you get hurt or you couldn't go to work the next day or whatever um, that's one way to look at it. Um, an added way to look at it is, is not just all the fun things that you haven't done, but what about all the good things that you haven't done uh, we're coming to a time and i and I see it in the commercials on television. I hear it in some of the music where people are realizing that we help each other learn these things just by doing it ourselves that in one of the commercials for an insurance company on television. Um, shows a a pizza guy guy carrying pizza who's going to step off of a curb and a, a woman, a stranger standing next to him, grabs him by the arm because the car is coming. Well, somebody in another car sees her do that and the next thing that they do is help somebody else out. And then that person, another person sees him help somebody else out and it just goes on down the line. It's the 100 monkey principle where people start learning from each other to understand that we are here to take care of each other, that we're here to do certain things for our fellow human beings because each one of those human beings is a part of us. They aren't separate from us. Each one is a part of us. The person who makes you mad is the same person inside of you who makes you mad. The person that you don't like looking at is that part of you you don't like looking at. The person that you don't like listening to is the same person that speaks those same words. Those words come out of you. Um, We create those images. We create those reflections of the people around us and ourselves all the time. And then we stand back and judge them. We look at somebody and say, oh, I can't stand the way she's dressed. Because if you really think about it, you spent the last however number of days, hours, or or weeks, or months, or years worrying about how you are dressed and who is going to judge you. And looking in the mirror saying you didn't like the way you looked in certain things, so now you don't like the way somebody else looks in those things. Um, you don't like the way somebody thinks and and you might realize if you really go inside that somewhere inside you think the same way or you used to and uh, somebody judged you for it so you, you hid it, you bury it inside of you and you're not really who you were meant to be, you're who they decided that you were and what you're not liking about that other person, uh, about their thoughts or about their way of thinking is your way of thinking. Judgment in my mind doesn't exist and shouldn't exist. You need to get it out of your vocabulary and move it away from you so that when we stop judging ourselves, we also stop judging everybody else and um, and vice versa. And this is all about the reflection. That's what spring is all about. You reflect on your life, but remember what a reflection is. We are a reflection of heaven. If you look at a rainbow and look at all the different colors that are blended in a rainbow, and look at the chakra system, those those energy fields within our own bodies, it's the exact mirror image of that rainbow that we see across the sky that we often look at and say it's heaven. If we look at um, uh, sunsets and you see the different colors in the sunsets, oftentimes when you see those colors, it's the same mood, it's the same vibration that's being reflected through the people around you. Um in certain states, in certain parts of the country, in certain in certain countries and uh, certain hemispheres. That's why the the air and everything is, is biochemically working together to show us what that reflection is. So when you think about Groundhog's Day, when you're watching the Super Bowl, which is um, it's fun for God to watch, He loves to watch us play. When you're eating the foods and when you're thinking about yourself, go deeper, go into that part of you that says, "Let me go into the cave, let me go back into the the uh, the nest like the groundhog did or the woodchuck did, and and think about what I need to do over the coming months, years, days, hours, minutes, you know, weeks, centuries, decades, whatever it is." To really, really put God first, put your family next, and then really, really do what you want to do, what you need to do, and what's important to do for our country, for our, our fellow people, um, for everyone around us. And then make a concerted effort to truly do it. Don't be afraid. I had a little talk on the phone with someone who listens to these podcasts all the time, and I often will talk to some of my fans on the phone. They get they get um, a little nervous sometimes. They... they, they uh, um, over to Hammond Hall like I am right now because they can't believe that I call them. But I do. And I had a little talk, and and she was telling me that she had a five-year plan. And I said, you know, Laurie, sometimes people make five-year plans, and and they they write them out, and it's wonderful. But then it takes them five years to do it because they've actually put that title in there. Make a day-to-day plan. Not one day at a time like we've heard uh, from some places, but a day-to-day plan. It goes also minutes and hours. When you wake up in the morning, when you open your eyes and you take that first breath of the morning and realize that you are wide awake, that you are alive, that you are vibrant and healthy, before you jump out of bed, do your stretches like you're supposed to, of course. And while you're stretching, think about what's the one thing, maybe the ten things, but but at least the one thing that you're going to do today to change the world. Because all you have to do is a little thing. All you have to do is see your shadow or not see your shadow. And you change the world for whatever length of time that is. You change the way people think. You change the fear in people. You change the way people love each other. You change the way people think about each other. Just because you did one thing so let's try to do that for a little while and then we're going to move into spring I'm staying very short because um, <laughs> I have to go to another parade tomorrow I'm going to take my mother to another parade this is the loyal order of the fire truck if you can believe that But um, and it's the last one she's going to see this year maybe she'll be around for 60 more years I don't know but we want to make sure she gets in her fun and then next week we're going to take her up in a plane a Piper Cub and um, let her soar through the skies of Alabama because she hasn't done that yet either so we're a little busy, but we're trying to stay on track and trying to stay with you and giving you the things that you need to make your lives better. That's what holistic health is about. Please get the books. I don't want to emphasize it anymore, but I have to because um, you guys just don't buy the books and you don't read them. And, it, and when you don't do that, it just hurts. So don't do that anymore. Don't hurt me anymore. Go out and get the books. Go to earthwalk-usa.com. Share the podcast. Yes. Share the website. There's classes coming up on the website for refluxology and essential oils and holistic health all over all kinds of states, all over the place. Share it. Go to it. Learn from it. Have fun with it. Um, Keep checking in. We'll be back in a few days. Thanks for listening. This is Raina G.